Ask the Podcast Coach for December 3rd, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. That means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there uh, from uh, the Gallup Studios this morning, uh, the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Actually, my office, it's just yeah. more comfortable in here than in the studio. Yeah. I- that's not totally true, but I just like I like doing it from my from my office. So yeah. always good to be here. Last Saturday of the year to be on campus, so we'll be be back in the Average Guy TV studios next week. There you go. Yeah, I just knew you're not in the basement. So yeah, no, not <laughs> not not hanging out in the in the under the lights. But I, you know what? I I still have some coffee. I had to kind of improvise the pour a little bit, so we're going to go from okay. cup to cup to cup. Can you help me out here? I, I got to first. I've got to fade out the music. There we go. And uh, yeah, let's get that coffee going. Oh yeah, that's some good stuff right there. I can smell it. It's weird over the internet. I'm like, man, that smells like sm- good coffee. Smell-o-vision? That's is, that, is that a thing now? <laughs> and, of course, that coffee pour is brought to you by our friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need artwork for your podcast, I had somebody. Here's the thing. I had somebody this week, and I said, how did you find the School of Podcasting? She said, well, I was searching through Apple Podcasts, and your podcast came up, and I saw your logo, and it looked professional, and I nice. clicked on that. And I was like, there you go. More reasons why you should be using Mark from podcastbranding.co. If you want good artwork, if you want a good website, if you need a PDF or a lead magnet, anything that you want to look good, go check out Mark. And the beautiful thing about Mark is, number one, he's Canadian, so he's polite. And number two, he's a podcaster. So that whole thing about, oh, it's like a radio show, but it's not. No, he gets it. And he's going to sit down with you one-on-one to make sure that your logo, your website, your podcast, everything is in alignment because if you think about it, they they see you before they hear you. And so Mark will get you looking great and you'll be sounding great. And of course, uh, you can find him at podcastbranding.co. And Jim, if you had your mug, do you have your actual mug? I do. I brought it with me. Look at that. It's a good travel mug. It comes with me. I did forget it the last time we were here, but <laughs> it's here this morning. Uh, big thanks to Dan Lefebvre over there, Based on a True Story podcast at BasedOnATrueStoryPodcast.com. It's the holiday season, and if you're looking you're looking for something new, and we all sometimes need some new podcasts to listen to, and you're interested in the movie, is it really Based on a True Story? Check it out, BasedOnATrueStoryPodcast.com. And Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. The First thing I thought we could get into is I it, it's interesting. We were talking before we started, and it's it's like podcast season. It really is. Like December to like February, a lot of people start a podcast. And what's interesting is you see the wave, right? There's a wave of questions that come up every uh it's a, a new it's like a new class, right? The the new class is coming yeah, to school, yeah. a bunch of freshman podcasters. And so uh, I went to Reddit this morning and somebody said, how can I use three USB mics at the same time? I can't find any sound mixers or any other equipment that allows me to connect multiple micro, multiple USB microphones. The mics have a cable that come directly out of 
it that has a USB on the end, and that so that's even worse. It's it's so they have blue Yetis, is what they have. Uh, that's one of the few microphones left that's USB only. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I just my, <laughs> yeah, most of them have an XLR in them. And so my wow. answer to that portion was, yeah, don't do that. Like really, I'm like, if there's a way you can send back the microphones, do that. Get that's why I always recommend either the Samsung Q2U or the Audio Technica 2100X is now the the new version of that because it's 2005 just 2005 is still available too. Right? Yeah, you can go the the black version. Yeah, because I um, where did it go? I had somebody else, and it's another one I see, and I'm like, is that? Mm, I'm not really sure about that. And he was wondering what microphone would work with an Android phone. And I just was like, well, I know the 2100X has a USB-C connector. That's the biggest difference between the 2100, the Q2U, the 2005, is it has USB-C output. And I was like, huh, I'm not sure. And I just, to me, I mean, I get it. You want to use what you have, but I just go, don't, don't you have a computer? And, um, you know, so that's just one of the where again, I'm like, yeah, don't don't try to podcast from your phone. Or if you do, just talk into the microphone. We're getting bombarded with people. We got Russ on deck. And we got somebody on uh, um, Wisdom here that we'll we'll pull up here in just a second. But uh, any, any thoughts on getting the right equipment, Jim, before we uh, bring this person on from Wisdom and then we'll get to Russ? Yeah, I think if you're, if you're going to go Android in that in that scenario. Yeah. You might want to go. I mean, these like the the Rode Wireless Two, Wireless Go, they've gotten pretty good, and you mm-hmm. could, I think, you can stream that right. I mean, you can, I think you can Bluetooth that right into the phone. So that that may be an option. I I may go that route. I mean, if you're going, if you're going that route where you're going to record it into a phone, you know, a couple hundred bucks. I want this more. There's like they're like three hundred, but that may be a better. The wireless, for whatever reason, that wireless go to might be a better, yeah, be it's a better true. way to go. Yeah. There you go. So we'll bring uh, Russ up on the screen here. Russ, how are you, buddy? Uh, good as always. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome- uh, my main question, though, is that I, you know, as a, if you have a podcast website, I think the the SEO world trolls those and sends you uh, sends everybody. You've probably gotten them yourself. Pitches for SEO and uh, search engine optimization right <clears throat> and i and one of them said to me like well do you mind if we do you do an analysis and send you a report and i'm like well go ahead um but i'm a little skeptical they did and i linked that uh i sent that to dave for you to look at and it just goes on for pages and i just wondered if um you know there's a lot of in there that i think is maybe a value if the website is your uh, objective, uh, getting traffic to your website is your objective and getting found on Google, but does it really help you get podcast listeners? Because podcast listeners are looking for podcasts, not websites. Is that fair? Yeah, but I know a lot of people type in topic podcast. You know, so if I'm trying to learn how to ski, I might type in skiing podcast. And hopefully, if I'm doing a skiing podcast, you know, it, it comes up um, to, to kind of poo-poo SEO. Granted, people that find you may not be podcast listeners, but to ignore Google is like, wow. I, I, I don't. No, I'm not ignoring. I'm sorry. 
Go ahead. But I, I, I mean, I think it's important. Uh, the thing that I found this week that I was like, huh, because I went and searched some of the topics I tried to rank for, you know, start a podcast, learn to podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I'm surprised at how short the first page of Google is because they had four ads at the top and two ads at the bottom. So they're like three spots on the top 10 on the front page of, of Google and the rest are ads. And I was like, so apparently if you want to be on the front page of Google, you better bust out your wallet. Cause it, the, I was like, it used to be, you know, they'd have an ad or two and then you'd have like eight different listings that were, you know, organically there. And I was amazed at it. You know, now they've got the, the little question box thing. That's part of it. And, but the bottom, I was just like, wow, there isn't really a whole lot of room for good old American organic search results on Google. That's the, the part that got me. Uh, but there are, I mean, I'm using a thing. They have a, um, a one-time fee Uber suggest by Neil Patel. I've used, I tried using neuron writer, which is an app sumo thing. I think I talked about this last week that by the time you get done writing this thing that it says is going to get you lots of traffic. It, uh, it just doesn't sound natural. And I went, I'm not putting that on my website. I, I would rather my, my, and I have decent, like every time I go into any kind of SEO thing, it's like, wow, I'm like a 78 out of a hundred. They're like, you have great SEO juice. And I'm like, and I've gotten that by writing show notes for people, not for robots. But, mm. um, so, um, you know, I, I definitely think it's something cause it's, we know that search in most apps is horrible. Um, although Apple is now doing some fun things where they're they're adding topics to your Apple website, which is interesting. I heard about that this morning. But I guess in the end, I just try to optimize wherever I am. I don't know. Jim, what do you do with SEO? Anything fun or... Yeah, nothing, nothing for home for uh, home gadget geeks. Uh, I try, you know, like you say, I try to write my show notes for humans to yeah. use and not. I, I've looked at some of the, you know, some of the uh, uh, Jasper stuff and the yeah. AI created content. I even made one on the trial to give it a try. It hasn't done that great since I posted it. So I mean, not not, not that it doesn't. I mean, there's some huge right now. There are some huge. Um, benefits being touted by that community about how great ai content is and you can basically have ai create the whole site and then it'll just make money for you that's that's kind of what i'm what i'm hearing i don't know i don't know how how much of that stuff is true or not i think um uh, it's one of those things you should ignore but it's certainly you, you gotta i mean you can go into an seo hole for a while yeah and never come out of it you know yeah, I installed the – I was using Yoast. I decided they had a Black Friday sale on the all-in-one SEO, which is like the original plug-in for SEO. And it found some things that I might do with keywords and such. Uh, but SEO is one of those things that by the time you read up and get up to speed on it, it's changed already. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think Joe Rogan is worried about it, tweaking his sites for SEO yeah. because he's just got such a strong brand. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Um, well, my my real question for it is that for those of us who, uh, the many of us, I guess, who do not have an equally strong brand as yeah. Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> um, you know, the company that pitched it to me, they, you know, they're wanting like fifteen hundred dollars yep. to tune things up, and they and they 
the example they picked was some pretty obscure words off the you know individual episodes, and I thought uh, maybe you guys have got more experience with this. So I think it's what I'm hearing is uh, write better show notes and leave it alone for now. Well, and I'm trying to. I found your uh, your email here, um, and except that has. Oh, wait a minute! I got a picture of people recording. Um, I, I get the same thing because it is a case of like, well, if I try to rank for whatever, how to podcast, well, everybody and their brother is doing that, so I can get, you know, two percent of a giant pie. Or I can get 90% of, you know, how to take a phone call on a podcast, which I rank very high for because of an old post literally from, God, probably five years ago about blog talk radio. So that's what they're saying is that you have, you know, you can rank higher for words that are getting less search. But, you know, to me, I'm like, well, depending on what it is, um, I know I'm working on an article right now about does your, I think I already posted it. Does your podcast need a website? And the answer is, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, because that was one of the things I could rank higher for. So, you know, if, it, but all that takes time. That's the other thing. You know, I don't need Jasper cause I know how to write. Um, I just don't know how to edit, but that's why I have uh, Grammarly and about three other spell checkers to help me catch that kind of stuff. But, uh, it's it's you know fifteen hundred bucks. I had the same thing. I had uh, the guys from Uber suggest they're like, hey, would you like a consult? And the guy's like, yeah, we can do this and this for you. And I'm like, great. And he says, uh, can I ask what your budget is? And I said, it's definitely not four figures if that's what you're going to quote me. And he goes, oh. And I go, look, if if that's the case, I go, I'm going to be real nice here. I go, not that it's not worth it. I just don't have that kind of budget right now. Um, and I said, no, I don't want to waste your time. And he goes, you know what? I appreciate that. And we just politely were like, you know, it's not a no, it's a not now. But in the meantime, I'm going to see what I can do on my own. You know, Russ, let me, let me ask you this question. Do you think, so you pay $1,500. Is there an opportunity for a $1,500 ROI for you? Yeah. Like, well, I don't know because the, what I'm really asking, uh, if you look at the people in that picture, those are folks that have no any podcast or website or anything yet, and I was hoping it'd be a way to get them jump started to when they release their own shows. And I just wondered if it was part of a package I should consider uh, well, offering and rolling sure. into them. And I don't think right off the bat a fifteen hundred dollar ROA is going to be um, yeah. gained yeah. from that, well, but maybe down the road. The one thing I can see here on your website, if this is yours, the turkey trot thing. It's actually Claremont Speaks, but I see that you're starting here every title with the Turkey Trot. I guess it's part four. Um, well, those are those are short interviews from my, um, rather than clump them all together. But if you go to the next page, I can see where you are. Because I, I guess my question is, is, does, I understand it's the Turkey Trot Chronicles, Um I'm just like, kind of a to, joke, yeah. Yeah, well, okay, number one, there, it's an inside joke. But the other thing is, like, because somebody asked me this. We we're talking about this this morning, that people ask questions. How do I gauge if it's a good title or not? The answer is, does it? which one makes you want to click more? Because this is something I just started doing. I write now, for at least for the School of Podcasting, I have to write five different titles. 
for the episode. And then I look at it and go, okay, which one do I want to click? Because in the end, that's what a title is supposed to do. It's supposed to help explain what it's about. And so I see people that'll do things like um, your show is called Claremont Speaks. I'll see people that'll put in the episode title, Claremont Speaks, episode 27, and then the actual title. But if, if I can see the episode title, the title of your podcast is right above it somewhere, whatever app you're in. So there's that. And then I know I see radio people that'll be like, it's the, the Dave Jackson radio hour. And then they'll put the date. And I'm like, is that does not make me, but if you'd said, you know, um, saving money, Christmas shopping, I would click on that much more than Dave Jackson power hour, you know, December 3rd kind of thing. This is a pod page page. So I see that. Cause the other thing I always ask is, can you subscribe to your show on, uh, on your website. Cause that's really what you want them to do. Um, if I click on this. Okay. So here we've got, uh, what is this? Yes. Thank you. There's a, so I'm clicking on, thank you, Jim, you <laughs> saved my butt. So I clicked on an episode just to see what it is. And you've got your artwork here at the top, then a player and then subscribe buttons. And then you've got the, the meat and potatoes here. So, um, and you've got a fair amount of notes here. So I, I, I get, without reading this here that, you know, this, this describes what it is. You've got some links here. You've got an email here. Just realize when you put your email in the show description, you are kind of asking for spam. I always send people to my contact page, which does get a fair amount of spam, but at least all the spam is going to, to one thing. So that's the first thing that just jumped out. I was like, wow, your episode titles might be a little too inside baseball where you're putting in the name of the, the, the Turkey trot thing. But if that's something again, this is where you have to realize this is a local show. It's right. a local it's, show. So the Turkey Trot. focus. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the Turkey yeah. Trot. Every, everybody in Claremont knew, knows exactly what, what it is. So then you're fine. Yes. Then you're fine. Yeah. 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 So does that help, Russ? Of course it does. Um, I, I, my, uh, on that, it, it was a choice of taking all these short interviews and clumping them together as one, like, say, five part podcast or putting them as separate and the people that i talked to they said well i want to be able to listen to mine i thought it would be easier for them to find if their name was in the title ah there we go and easier to share right and so here and they don't have to share everybody else's they can just share oh here i'm the guy from the shoe store that was exhibiting and the lady from the exercise place was that talked or whatever she doesn't have to get involved in everybody else's and all those those four or five podcasts there that say the Chronicles, they're like five or six minute interviews. These are not, you know, they could all be bunched together in one big one, but I think it, it would got, it got confusing. The, all the other interviews I have lo- uh, lower down, you know, those are uh, single person interviews that are roughly an hour, give or take. Nice. Yeah. That, that makes it easier for them to share as well. You don't have to go, oh, here's the episode. I'm at the, you know, 37-minute mark kind of thing. Right. Nobody understands that. Yeah. So. <laughs> it seems. And, and so final question is, you say don't put your email in the uh, description. Does that also then open up, when I put in the show notes, the emails for the um, to contact the guests, which is to their uh uh, that's up with, to with that. what they're tra- what we're trying to do. Is that going to open them up to a wash of uh, a tsunami of nonsense? It, it just can. depends if they're going to get scraped or not. Yeah. I, 
you know, we, we say all the time, you know, make sure your contact information is available for people if they're trying to find you. It's like it's like your social security number here in the US. I mean, it's supposed to be private. <laughs> is it? It's probably been out there so long that uh, in your email address is probably going to get it's going to get scraped from somewhere at yeah. some point in time. Uh, Dave, personally, my preference is to to get it there and just handle the spam on the back end. It's get like I said, I want people yeah. to be able to send me an email. I don't want them to have to hunt and pack. And I, I hate I hate email forms. I hate them. I just as soon as I see them, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to send it. So that, that's uh, just my. So if you're trying to cut preference. down on spam, but see, Jim's not spam, but it's there are people, and I get that. Yeah, there, there yeah. are people. Well, and bots, bots can fill out forms too. Oh yes, they captcha, can. But they figured out how to do that as well. So, anyways, so Russ, I, I don't, I, I think whatever in that, my, my experiences, whatever you want to do in that area, that just know if you put your email address out there, it'll probably get spammed, and there's people who get mad about that. So if they're going to yeah. get mad over spam don't have don't don't put an email address out there yeah and go back and take it off the description if they do if they're gonna get mad yeah yeah yes but i yeah. I, I i yeah i get jim's point if you don't want spam i don't know don't have an email address exactly <laughs> you know what i mean because if you have one i mean it's think such about a broken system i have so um i set up a gmail for my church and it gets spammed and it's not even anywhere you know it's yeah. just yeah somehow yeah. You know, Google shared it with somebody. I don't know. It's just, Weird. it's the nature of the beast with email of it being an open system. Yeah. So, but uh, anything else we can help you with, Russ? Not today. All right, man. We'll see you. All right. Take Talk care, Russ. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. Oh, bye. You bet. DR says, talking about transcriptions and show notes and things like that. Cap show's not quite there for me. My biggest pain point is finding those quotes for the quote cards. It's like finding a needle in the haystack. And Cap Show is good for that. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, the thing that I love is, and I, I'm like going to be bummed if somebody doesn't invent this by the time my contract comes up on Otter, is that thing where they go through and find the subjects. Because yeah. I had somebody uh, contact me, an old client, and it was before I was kind of taking notes in the CRM I have. And I was like, I forget what we talked about. I found the recording of our zoom call, ran it through Otter and went to the right site. Here's all the topics we talked about, copied and pasted into his new thing. I was like, oh, I love that feature. It's great for this show where we have multiple topics. And I'm just like, you know, cap show kind of does that. I did make a video for Deidre and said, Hey, like this is what Otter does. And, and apparently they used to do that. And their people were like, Hey, like, can we get rid of all this noisy stuff? And I was like, it's not noise. Uh. Isn't that interesting features, like yeah. really good features that come out and like that this is what happens when you listen to your audience and you're like, oh, a few people don't like it. Let's take it down. And, you know, it's it, you never know. You know, yeah. you never know what that I love that feature that has become a staple of my show notes. I just have a, you know, an area, you know, helpful, a helpful breakdown of it and a summary. And I, I offer transcripts by request now. Mm. So on home gadget geeks yeah. on, on the Gallup side of things, we put them in everything, but on home gadget geeks, I just don't have enough listeners to really warrant putting that out there every time. And I just say available upon request. And I did get a request the other day. Somebody said to me, Hey, can you send me the transcripts? Absolutely. D grab the MP3, throw it into Otter, let it transcribe it, clean a few things up, send it to them. And 
and uh, that works out. I mean, maybe I'm missing SEO on those transcripts. I didn't see. I did the whole transcripts things for two years, and I, Dave, I, I didn't see anything that yeah. would make a difference. I, right? I've had some people that have asked me about transcripts at Libsyn, and I'd say upload your PDF as a file for download only, so it doesn't go into your feed, and then link to that PDF, and then you can see how many people are downloading it. And the answer was uh, nobody. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. I mean, a yeah. little, but and I guess that's one of those things like a spare tire. Like if somebody really wants a transcript, there's probably a reason for that. But yeah, I know um, Todd and Rob on the new media show were saying, um, I forget who did the study, but it was like 20% of podcasters have a transcript. Yeah. Which means there's a transcript tag, right? Yeah. In 2.0, there's oh, that's a transcript it. tag. So there might be people that have transcripts, but it's not in the the spec yet because the spec's not available in most uh, hosts. So. Yeah, in the in the new in the new in that new spec that may that may encourage me because there's a transcript tag that may encourage me to actually put transcripts in because there's it people may be looking for podcasts that also have a transcript right and then you would show up in a search somewhere so yeah that may that may be something I have to think about in that new spec yeah I went back and and I'm looking at the the chat rooms having their own show today which is always fun. Yeah, no, it's great. They're bored with us. Yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, whatever, these guys. We'll uh, have our own but show. Uh, we were talking about doing a podcast with your phone. So Dave says, I've been using my phone for 305 episodes now, and I've recorded about 99% of my shows in my uh, 2008 Kia Rio LX. So he's recording on the phone in his car. For the record, that is one of my, that, that makes me twitch. That is the defi- <laughs> that is the definition of distracted driving. Just for the record, just uh, now he's pulled over. I oh, let's okay. just assume he's pulled over. Okay, that's yeah. it. The, the sound yeah. is uh, yeah. the sound isn't always great, but hey, it's part of my show. So again, that might be your flavor. Some people are like, I like it. It's just a dude talking into his phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, right. The ambient sound is part of my commute. My commute is part of the show. There you go. I talk into the bottom of the phone directly. There you go into the mic to help myself out. Yes. No more putting it on speaker. That's no, uh, occasionally. So yeah, you can get really good audio talking into the microphone of your phone. Usually I use my headphones with the built-in mic. There you go. Uh, it all depends on which phone I might be using at the time. I also use the Spreaker recording app. Yep. That's a good app, uh, to use. So yeah, that's the thing that gets me is when people go, I'm going to use my phone and then they click a button, put it on speaker and throw it 10 feet onto a table. And I'm like, no, you want that mic. Just like my mic is about, you know, three fingers away from my mouth. You want that, you know, don't don't put it on the table and put it on speaker. That's just not a a good way to go. So, very cool. I, I, I'm always surprised, <laughs> you know, I've, when I interview folks uh, and I get them on the call and I'm like, do you do you have a headset or anything? And they're like, well, this doesn't sound good. And I'm like, well, it's like five feet away from you. You're coming in through your laptop mic that yeah. somebody broke before they even installed it into the laptop because it sounds terrible. And I just wish, Dave, there was a way we could get people to actually listen to themselves, right, oh, to I, see how they sound. Because I think they think they sound better than they do. And I think if we just gave them a sample and said, like, hey, yeah, do you realize this is you sound this bad? Although uh, last week I did a podcast and my I was on the wrong mic. I was on the camera mic instead of which yeah. is – but I, I'm now I'm thinking, do I, because Windows has been moving things around on me. Okay, no, good. I'm on. I'm, I was going to uh, say, okay. you're definitely on a headset. Okay, good. Okay, good. 
So I wasn't. And we went to the, the audience had to tell me I wasn't on the, I wasn't on the headset. And I was like, so later after the show, I said, couldn't you tell me? He's like, I didn't know. And I, I just mm. don't think some people know, Dave, that, that they, the, the difference of their listening for the quality of the sound. So I just wish everyone would listen to their own voice back through what they're talking in. So, cause it's just awful sometimes. And you're like, yeah, that sounds really bad. Yeah. You know, well, don't, don't you think? The other thing I found when you get a lot of room noise, even if they, yeah. if even if they, you know, so if I took this mic and pushed it away and just, just talked louder, you know, so now I got room noise where that really comes into play that I found is when I listen in the car, because when I'm walking around the neighborhood or I'm grocery shopping or whatever, not a ton, maybe in the grocery store the you know, I got to listen over the music, but in the car, it, it must be around the same frequencies, like the, the tire noise with whatever. But I find myself in the car going, I'm having a hard time either a understanding, like I hear them, but it's just lost in the, the reverb or whatever. Um, so that's, that's my whole thing. It's like when it's, when you're using the built-in desktop mic, I'm like, mm, you know, that's, it, it just makes it harder. And that's when your audio is a problem. When, when right. how you sound is, you know, taking over what you're saying, that, that's when you got a problem. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the, the guest, I said, he said, well, I've got this old headset that they gave me at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was a Jabra headset that was really good. And he mm. put it on and plugged it in. And I was like, thank you. Like, cause it's, it's exhausting to interview somebody when their sound is terrible. I, I just, I get to the end and I'm just like, I can't, I can't listen to you anymore. You know, it's just, it's just hard. So I wish we've gotten better. But the public, we could still we could still go farther. I just wish we would get people to realize when they sound better, people listen. Well, yeah. I mean, you know? it's – I forget what it was on. Um, Scott Johnson pl- does a show where he actually gets the recordings of 911 shows, of 911 calls. And, you know, some of those sound great, but there was one that was – it was just shrill. It was harsh. Oh. And I started to listen to it and I was like, okay, we're going to fast forward through this one. It was really cool. But that was when I'm like, yeah, I can't, you know, again, if the audio gets too bad, I, I just can't listen. So um, going back yeah. to uh, transcripts real quick, Craig says, uh, depending on the genre, when it comes to uh, transcripts, right? In language learning, transcripts are huge. Here's the fun thing. You want to hear something fun? I've been spending literally five minutes a day five minutes a day for 72 days now, uh, practicing Spanish. And I got, Hola. uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, see, and so I, uh, when I was in Best Buy, uh, on black Friday, there's a sign there. And the last word was a key. And I was like, that's here. That sign says here. And I know that word. It was so much fun. I was like, okay, so five minutes a day, eventually I'll be able to read the whole sign. But right now I just knew a key is here. So DR says trying to get clients to consider headphones for their guests as a non-negotiable is an uphill climb. Here's how you sell that to the guest. I want to make you sound great. I want to make you sound smart. And if you come across using your built-in desktop microphone, it's just not going to be good. And then they, they, they spend hours like looking good. This is the right. thing. They spend hours getting ready for this thing. They come, they're dressed up, hair's looking great. I mean, every mm-hmm. it's just 
they look great. And then you're like, why wouldn't you take an extra step? I mean, you, you bought expensive clothes. Why would you, why wouldn't you just buy a hundred dollar headset to, you know, and I know, listen, I know it's, it, it's not as pretty, but it's not, or it's not as handsome just to be fair on that one. But, but like, gosh, then you're, do, then you do this thing and it sounds like you're trying to talk through water. Right. And so I, I just, it, it is, it's a tough sell, And but you're right, Dave, what you say, like, Hey, I want to make, this is probably the positive way to spin it. Right. right? I want to make you sound as good as I possibly can. The closer we can get that mic to you, the better. And uh, I make a big deal when they switch over to a mic, I make a big deal about it. Like they'll, they'll be, you know, <laughs> you know yeah. whatever they do. And then they put their headset on and I'm like, Oh, like I make a big deal. Thank you. It sounds a million, like people are going to really be able to hear you now. So I try to make, encourage them. Well, and then for the podcaster, realize that when you put bad audio on your podcast, that's your brand that's taking the hit. Not like, oh, you know what? I love Dave's show, but boy, that one guest was horrible. But in that, but yeah, you know, I love Dave's show, but is but I'm going to quit listening if you keep serving that crap to my ears. So, you know, that's where it's weird. And I was, here's the other one I don't get. How many people are in the world, Jim? I, I have no idea. Like uh, 7 billion or 7 billion. Like and yeah. oh my God, if I don't get that person on my show, that's it. I'll have to hang up the microphone and go home. I'm like, is there nobody else? And this is where, uh, you know, Jim, I know you hate solo shows, but I'm like, they come in handy when that guest bails on you. <laughs> yes, they do. You know, it's like, ah, uh, yes, so I that, hold on. I don't hate, hold on. <laughs> I don't hate it when other people do so. Right. Shows. I'm I, just not a solo show guy. Right. But, but I get that. That's sometimes why people yeah. freak yeah. out. Like I've got to get that guest. Cause they said they were going to come on and they sound like crap. And if I say no to them, then I lose that potential uh, interview. And I kind of go, isn't there somebody else you could interview? I don't know. It's kind of, uh, that's, yeah. that's the one I kind of don't get. Uncle Marv, somebody asked about what microphones, uh, are there any, are there a few recommended headsets? I personally say no. Um, like Jim sounds great, but I'm going to cut down his, and he, it, he doesn't sound awful. He just, there's no bass to Jim's voice today. And that's, yeah. that's yeah. just a headset thing. It's I, a little tiny microphone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't yeah, expect yeah. it. Right um, I know there's the audio technica, something 20 40 40 20 something it's 300 bucks it's the one they use on espn um mike dell has one and i heard it and it sounded okay it sounded like a headset there still was not again you have this itty bitty microphone and you're trying to to make it sound like a regular microphone well that's like saying i'm trying to take a a volkswagen and make it run like a porsche i'm like eh, there's two different things one's a headset and one's not, but uh, Jim, what I know you have a couple that you said sounded better than others. Uh, from a headset perspective, yeah, yeah, like so. Logi's got this new one. This is called a Zone. It's pretty good, like 160, 175 bucks. So not terrible. Uh, the Jabra we had used the Jabra 40s uh, for for I think they have a 40 and a 45. Um, I, I recommend the wired uh, on both of these and not the Bluetooth versions. Bluetooth's a little more expensive, and then. Batteries are just for this kind of deal. The batteries are always going to go out on you in the middle of a podcast. Yeah. So uh, I, I just recommend the wired side. So both Jabra Sennheiser is uh, has made some good uh, during the pandemic. I think has made some pretty good 
um, headsets like this that you can go. I've got that. Uh, I think I have that the headset that's got the full microphone on the front at home that I use from time to time. That and I forget S S P B one or something like that. I forget the model on it. Um, but there's some good. There are some good headphones that you can do, and they don't have to be expensive. They don't have to be under a hundred dollars either. Like I mean, I, I know budgets are tight, but this is something you're going to be using all the time. I'm on this headset all the time. I kind of use it as my LinkedIn Live uh, headset now rather than doing it from the studio. So we're trying to make our LinkedIn Live sessions look a little more like, hey, we're just coming in from the office, you know, kind of kind of deal. But yet I don't want to sacrifice too much quality on it. So those are a couple that I that I like. Yeah. Um, somebody here from Dumbing It Down with Dave. Um says yeah, he's uh, responding he he is driving by the way okay dave I, i'm sorry that you're driving <laughs> my iphone doesn't have a headphone jack yeah that's where you kind of have to do the bluetooth thing that's a whole apple thing i was I, i've been studying getting an imac you know mac mini and man you, you then have to buy a hub so you can plug all your stuff in it's it's like i uh everything i want is too grand in the end yeah, it's, oh, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like i was looking at yeah. um getting a new camera I don't really use the one I bought because I wanted a, the ability to swap out lenses. So Sony came out with a VZ10. And if somebody said, I want to upgrade my camera and I want to go pro, that's the one I would recommend. But the camera is like 700 bucks and then the lens is another 300. And you're like, wait, what? And then it's in, if you buy one with a lens, like the kit lens that comes with it, that's a thousand. And then the lens is 400. I'm like, everything's just like, by the time oh, you yeah. get done, you're like, I'm real close to sneezing away two grand. Um, he, uh, he says, I would like headphones. Dave says the, like the ones you're wearing now, if it had great noise canceling, that brings up a, a question. Well, we have. This is for, for him though, real yeah. quick. I would use, this is where I would maybe take a look at that. Uh, the, the, uh, the road wireless go to, yeah. you know, uh, uh, device and, and see if that may, I mean, you could clip that on the, on the uh, yeah, what the th- the what's that thing, that thing that blocks the uh, sun out? Something yeah. rest? No, that's the, uh, uh, no. Uh, why am I blanking on that thing? The, the, yeah, we all know what it is. It's the flipper yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah, in yeah. front of you when you drive. Yeah, blocks out the sun. Right, you could clip it to that, and it would be right above you then, and you could still have both hands on the steering wheel then, and be talking. Yeah, right. There's not, nothing wrong with that. Holding that phone is pretty distracting as you're driving. So, um, I, I don't I don't think we can we can say that's a great idea, but that the something like that would, would give you, I think a little bit better sound that you could process through to take the road noise out. Yeah. I I saw a question in Reddit and it says, does anyone out there podcast from a pub or a cafe? If so, I'm curious, how do you deal with the noise of background chatter? Uh, Does it just act as atmosphere and you ignore it or do you try to edit it out? Or is this just a, a plain bad idea that will never work? And I was kind of leaning towards that one. If you're worried about the background noise, maybe not podcast from a pub. Exactly. It's just a thought. Yeah. How much yeah. do listeners care about that kind of thing? It depends, again. If it's distracting, if I can't hear people in my car over the clinking and stuff. I mean, it does add atmosphere. I used to listen. In the early days, there was a show called Marketing Over Coffee. And they did it from a Dunkin' Donuts. And they would just stop. I mean, this is like early days, like 2006, because every now and then somebody have to make something where they ground the beans or whatever. And so they're talking about Google juice and all of a sudden, and they would just stop. They wouldn't edit it out. And I was like, oh, geez. 
Um, <laughs> our, our voices, they say, are perfectly easy to follow, but the chatter is always there in the background. It's quite noticeable. Yeah, there's the phrase that we don't want to hear. The background noise is quite noticeable. Um, I love to hear some feedback. So for me, I, when I hear, if you're asking the question, that means it's becoming distracting. And either A, you know, definitely have some dynamic mics and get right up on those boys and, you know, have separate tracks so you could noise gate out that. But even, I mean, a noise gate in a noisy room, when somebody talks, you're going to hear that background noise. So my advice would be if you, if you're trying to get a really nice professional sound or, uh, you know, either a don't, don't record in a pub or B announce you're recording in a pub so that when the audience hears the chatter, they're not like, what is going on with this podcast? When you're like, Hey, live from the chuckle hut, it's, you know, the Dave and Jim comedy hour. We're, where we talk to up and coming comedians or whatever. And then when people hear all the stuff in the background, they go, Oh, that's just what the chuckle hut sounds like. So, uh, that, that's, that's an interesting one though, but it, it is, you know, you always try, at least for me, I always recommend getting the, uh, the quietest place you can, unless the ambiance helps. If it's a, a nature podcast and you're walking around the forest, well, that kind of probably adds to the show. It, it, as always, it depends. So, yeah, and I did. I listen. I used to do interviews, short interviews, fifteen minutes from the conference floor. Mm-hmm. You know, we we would set up a booth, and then I would set up another booth to do interviews in, and there would be a little bit of noise behind it. But we used, you know, ATR twenty one hundreds, and I got them really close, turned the gain down as much as I could, just to make sure that the sound field wasn't, you know, picking up somebody, uh, picking up the thing next door. But it worked for that environment, right? The expectation was, hey. We're coming to you live from the floor of whatever, uh, uh, doing this kind of thing. And so you kind of, I think you can kind of set some of those expectations up. If you're going to do a weekly podcast from a pub, well, I don't know, it, maybe the audience, will, if the content's good enough, maybe the the audience will, will, will listen to it. So there's a possibility. Can't, you know, we always say you can do whatever you want. So try it. Yeah. That, <laughs> right. Well, give it a try. And, Somebody at the school of podcasting brought this up and it's like, you kind of got to just try it and see what happens. And that is he does ah, 45 minute interviews. um, And he says, you know, he kind of, uh, you know, edits them down a bit and he wasn't sure if he should split them into separate parts. And by the way, for anyone keeping track at home, the word we were looking for was sun visor. Yes. There we go. Thank you. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. But he was like, you know, because somebody else, everybody heard, I shouldn't say everybody, but anybody that heard uh, Gary Arndt on the School of Podcasting, he does a daily show. And a lot of people are, the takeaway from that is, oh, I need to do episodes a week. So his answer was, maybe I should break my longer podcast episodes into multiple ones. And I was like, Again, I always go back to the, you know, there is no too long, only too boring from Valerie Geller. But I said, if if it could stand on its own, I guess you could try it. But I, I don't, it depends, I guess, on your audience. You know, some people, because to me, I'm listening to an audiobook right now on um, like marketing and sales. It's like five hours long. And I just keep going back and listening to 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there because it's really good. There are other audiobooks I listen to that I get about an hour and a half in and I'm like, you know what? I should be having a takeaway now and I got nothing and I don't go back. So uh, any thoughts on, you know, should I break up a long interview? 
It's a good question. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I've said this before, but I've had folks get mad at me for making shorter shows mm. at times. Like, hey, dude, I, you're consistently an hour and 20 minutes, and that's my commute. And so stop, you don't make it an hour. I need you for an hour and 20. That's why I, I put you in the slot. Um, now that's just a handful, right? That, that, so I think kind of, Dave, I think the, the thing I always say is, uh, would you listen to it? <laughs> you know, and if, if you would it, listen, if you record a three hour interview, doing the interview is one thing, listening to it is another. Yeah. Would you go back and listen to the whole three hour interview? If you say yes, throw it out there. If you say, no, nah, I probably wouldn't break it up. Like break, break it up. It is, it is awkward to, you know, um, to like part one of the interview is this and next week, part two. Uh, I don't know. It's a good, it's a really good question. I don't know if there's a formula. Yeah. It's, that was me. I was like, well, and, and he's fairly new. Cause so the whole, like, we'll ask your audience, and he's like, ah, you know, I'm still in that kind of new, don't really have much of an audience kind of thing. So there's nobody to ask. And I was like, well, then, and this is sometimes what I've done is try it and then listen to it. And and much like before, where we're talking about, okay, which one makes you want to click? You know, does does this interruption, like when you listen to part two of the interview, does it kind of not work because we don't have part one? Or, you know, because you got to be careful with that. You can't in like, you know, segment three, like it's Friday show now. And you're like, well, we were talking earlier about SEO. Well, if somebody hears that episode, they're like, wait, what? I just, did I miss the first part of this yeah, this yeah. episode? Yeah. Like, so you got to yeah. be careful with the, with that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Uncle Marv has a good comment. I think he says, if there's a natural break during a long interview, then break it up, right? Otherwise, I try to mention at the beginning, hey, this is a long interview, and I tell them why. why? I think that's a great, yeah, I think that's a great, that's a good methodology. Yeah, Uncle Marv gets it. Uh, when I, one of the things they beat into my head when I was getting my teaching degree is adults need to know why. You can look at yeah. a kid and yeah. go one plus one equals two, and they go, okay. You say that to a, a an adult, and they're like, "Wait, how is that again?" You're like, "Okay, you've got one apple here. You know, you got to show and explain it in a Venn diagram." And they're like, "Okay, I get it. One plus one is two. They're, you know, and then throwing now the the general skeptical nature of you know adults. Yeah, like, no, for sure. Like, wait a minute, who's paying for, sure. for that study? It's just it's a fact. <laughs> one plus one is two. All right, but it's like, did you hear that on Fox or or CNN? I'm like, <laughs> it's the same. One plus one is two. So, oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I love Craig's comment. Uh, he says, going back to recording at a pub, <laughs> he says, record at a quiet place, add the pub noise and post so you can control it. It's it's actually brilliant, uh, a brilliant way of thinking about it. If you're thinking about, like, I'm adding pub noise for ambiance or for effect, yeah. that's a great way to control it. Go into the pub and just record you know, an hour or two with a regular conversation, or you could probably get away with 15 minutes and then just loop it. Although humans, humans have a way of hearing that when you do loop it like yeah. that way, they, they, they're, we're weird that way. I noticed but, that they uh, keep clinking the glasses every 27 seconds. I think I heard that exact <laughs> clinking 27 minutes ago. They, they, people will find those things in there, but that's a great Craig. That's a great idea. Yeah. This is a great idea. Supporting the show. Yeah, yeah, I um, think it's a good idea. You know, in fact, because he's an awesome supporter, 
today's awesome supporter is Craig Wheeland, who's been helping in the chat room anyway. Inglaeus Podcast. So it's it's Craig is a, a Brit, I believe. I believe he's from. I know he's got the accent, um, but I'm in my head. I'm going. No, he's not from Australia because that's a whole another accent. Uh, he's a Brit in Spain teaching Spanish people English. So it's it's interesting because you can actually, even if you are a native English speaker, you can learn things. You're like, oh wait, it's apostrophe s, not s apostrophe, and all sorts of other fun stuff. So I will put a link out in the show notes to uh, Inglés podcast. Uh, so Craig, thanks for being an awesome supporter. And uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you want to try PodPage, well, it's simple. Go to trypodpage.com. And then if you just can't get enough Jim Collison, um, go over to Home Gadget and check out his show, Home Gadget Geeks. You can find that at theaverageguy.tv. And uh, when you're thinking about starting a podcast, well, think School of Podcasting. And uh, that now comes, of course, with Dave in your pocket. uh, As much one-on-one consulting as you want. It's uh, coaching without uh, calendars. It is flexible face-to-face. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And uh, thanks to everyone who is doing that already. In fact, I will, just to show even more thanks, we will run, I always forget this ticker. I got so much stuff going on behind the the scenes here. I always forget, oh yeah, we have uh, the awesome supporters that I can put across the bottom of the uh, the video screen. So that's it. And I've got the uh, yes, Jim. Jim, did you just notice the Christmas lights? Yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> going on. Going back on to Uncle screen. Mark's Uncle Mark. Yeah, okay. That's it's that's where you take the sponsor, right? Podcastbranding.co and Uncle Mark. Yeah. You put them together. You yeah. get Uncle Mark. One of the worst things that and and it's the Blue Ocean guy. He's an Australian super like popular marketing guy. And I was listening to his show. And let's say it was like how to rank number one in Google, right? That was like the title of the episode. And they're talking to the guy and they're going over his story and how he grew and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And his, you know, all the stuff, the whole story. And they finally get to the part. They're like, all right, we're going to talk about Google and SEO. But first, and then they play an advertisement. And you're like, all right, well, we're getting to the good stuff. You said you're getting it. So they come in. Got the whole thing, SEO, Google, it's really important. You need to get on Google, blah, blah, blah. You're like, okay, okay, let's go. How do I get to number one? And they go, and the number one thing you need to do to get to the top of Google, well, you've got to sign up for my plan. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, swipe left, unsubscribe, and F you, buddy. I was so <laughs> mad. So don't do that. Don't, you know, if you if you promise something, give it to them. Don't. Don't get them all hot and bothered and um, and then go, yes, you need to sign up for my uh, my whatever plan he had or et cetera, et cetera. So here's a fun question. I noticed in Reddit, I swear 90% of the questions over there today were about gear. And again, it's the new wave of podcasters coming in. There, are, So it's like, you know, can I play music in my show? No, you can't. Uh, what's the best microphone under 100 bucks? Eh, Samson Q2U works great. And so this one was Vocaster versus P4. And I went, hmm. So Vocaster from Focusrite, P4 from Zoom. It's the one I promote all the time. And I can't believe mine's not on my desk. It's almost always right here. But here's the thing. These are both great. The Vocaster probably has better preamps. And this is where I was kind of snicker. But that doesn't mean that the, the P4, the Zoom unit, has horrible preamps. And this one is like, if you sit in a room and smash your headphones into your head 
and then turn the volume all the way up. You might hear a little more in 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 the Zoom than the Vocaster, but they're both great. the The Vocaster is prettier, I would say. It's got this cool red kind of speckled thing going on, and again, it's super easy with um, all the Vocaster lines. You basically hit a button; it'll set your gain for you. It plugs into your computer, and that's the big thing. The Vocaster is meant to plug your computer or plug your microphone into the computer. The P4 can plug your microphone into the computer. It can also record multiple microphones at once. You can record to an SD card. You don't have to have a computer. You know, they both, if you have the Vocaster 2, you can do the phone call thing. So as always with every podcast question, uh, Jim, what is the word we always say? We say it depends. It depends. Yeah. So if you want to be tied to your computer, the Vocaster is a great uh, unit, you know, going to have a, a little better audio, but if you want to do podcasting in the woods, yeah, you're going to probably want to go zoom PodTrack P4. I think the P4 is a little cheaper uh, as well. So that's always, uh, but you'll always, as soon as you buy it, you'll always need what the other one had the minute, always. <laughs> the minute I moved to Podia, um, teachable came out with some stuff. And then there, oh, then Circle.so came out with courses, and then yeah. it's like, uh, okay, you know, and that's yeah. where you have to ask, does this work? You know, that's the other thing. When I saw that I was going to spend about two grand if I wanted to upgrade my camera, I was like, you know what I need to do, and this is what I, I wanted to do it this morning, and I didn't. I need to run the audio of me out of the roadcaster into the camera, and then the camera into Streamyard. Mm-hmm. Cause I always had a weird, couldn't get myself in sync and there's even a thing in OBS where you can change it. And I was just, I just could not get myself to be in sync. And I was like, what I need to do is just get my audio going into yeah. the camera yeah. and the camera into to stream yard and we're done. And I always think about that Saturday night or Friday night and go, I need to get up early and do that. And then I don't. So uh, that's always kind of fun. At any rate, so that was another one that I just went, okay, we're all kind of answering the same questions. We're trying to use multiple USB microphones. That's a bad idea. Then some other things, I I was listening to uh, James Cridlin. There we go. Take a drink uh, this morning. And he was interviewing Dan Meisner, who used to be from Pacific Content. And Pacific Content, it's always interesting when a company gets purchased and you kind of get to see how long their contract was. Like You have to stay with the because almost like, yep. I think it was two yep. years to the day that yep. um, they uh, came up. And I'm going to share my screen. But these here are some fun tools to play with, especially if you're trying to to network with other shows. And they have um, wearebumper.com is the new Pacific content. And what they've done is you have all these purple and uh, aqua things. And they, they've taken topics, if you scroll down to the bottom. So I'm going to click on education. And at first it kind of looks like nothing happens. You get a little screen, the little, you know, circling thing, and then you get just dots and you have these zoom in and zoom out buttons over on the left. But what I'm looking at, if I put my mouse over one of these, this is episode 296, how to beat the dopamine cycle with Dr. Andrew Huberman. And there is a search button in the upper right hand corner. Um, let me, cause I know everybody and their brother's like, wait, what, what link is that, man? Uh, it is, let me put this in the chat room. And of course, I'll have it in the show notes um, at the end of the show. But that's what I'm playing with. And it's it's just one of those things where you're like, huh. And then you can zoom in and zoom out. And in theory, 
like here, I, I don't, I guess, uh, focus therapy and stoicism is the name of the podcast. Uh, Dr. Sue Johnson on emotionally focused therapy, um, is the episode, but I, somehow this is, if I, can I zoom into that? Yeah, you can, if I click on it, there are all these different topics. So if you want to like go down a rabbit hole, they should just name this podcast rabbit hole. Cause when you click on like here, uh, let's go family therapy. So when I click on that topic, here's two episodes. And I guess that's from this, you know, and this is from Wikipedia. There's that one. And if that's not enough, but wait, there's more. Uh, if you go to Refonic, now Refonic is a podcast kind of grow your show kind of company, which it makes sense that they have this tool. But if you go to Refonic and Refonic is R-E-P-H-O-N-I-C.com uh, slash graph, you get to this thing. And so I'm going to type in Home Gadget Geeks. And in theory, there he is. Uh, and you have... Do you have three versions of your show with video? I do. I do. Yeah, That's it's cool. one audio and two video. Yeah. So I'm going to do a video large and a video small. So I'm going to do the audio one. And it comes up with this weird looking spider web thing. And you're in the middle here. Yes. And so. Always in the middle. Right. Now, if I uh, if I click here, I can. I thought. I could, oh, yeah. If I use my mouse, I can scroll in. And it's kind of 3D. So, like, here's Jim. And I can just uh-huh. click and drag this thing. And you get a little. Like if you, you might need a little Dramamine before you, you, <laughs> you, you scroll in here, but you see all these shows that have somehow, you know, this link to, you know, this show linked to Jim and then this other show linked to that show, the Darknet Diaries are somehow you use Security Now. So you talk to somebody from Security Now who apparently is tied to the Darknet Diaries. What's the link between these? It is, uh, so Jim talked to Security Now. Okay. And then security. I, now. Did, I didn't. But okay. What, but maybe they, they're, they're making a connection on yeah, me somehow. Yeah. Right? And then the dark Knight diaries, you know, so it's the elbows connected to the, you know, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. And so I like this version cause it's, it's cooler looking and, and I need Dramamine to look at it. It'd but, look good in VR. Yeah. This would be a really good VR, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so for those listening on audio, it has everybody's artwork with just lines pointing to this show, talk to that show, talk to this show. So yeah. if I were to come over and click on Darknet Diaries, in theory, if I double-click on that, uh, it says Explore True Story, so it's letting me know what the show's about. If I go to Graph, okay, now in theory, do I have Darknet Diaries in the middle? Yeah, kind of. Yep, looks like it. So looks it's, like, it. like I said, this is a great way to spend lots of time going wait what's that again i i would be interested in knowing how they're making this connection like is it a content connection are they looking for keywords are they um you know because like i've had uncle marv on my show a bunch and if it was show to show that he he should show up in there and they don't that's true yeah that's a good question the other thing that I heard on a show this morning was your Apple website. You know, yeah. so you have a, a an actual web version. And so if you ever, what's weird about this, just to, we all love Apple, of course. But the thing that drives me somewhat crazy is on their website, it will show episodic artwork. So if you had different artwork for your show, it would show up here, but it doesn't show up in their app. But in theory, you might, Apple is now going through their, we've known that they're transcribing the shows. 
But now with some shows, and I'm not even sure where these would be, they there's a list of topics. And how you know is if you go to your page on Apple and then right-click and view source, and I'm not seeing any so far. It's a lot of code. We all kind of don't know why besides the fact that, well, better search because what's happening is in some cases, you know, I kind of put in the topics that we talk about, but there may be things that we talk about that never make the show notes. Right. And so Apple, through transcribing your show, is then coming up with topics that they're putting on your website. And it's not every, my guess is it's all the, the super um, popular shows that they're doing that for, but it was, it's interesting to hear what they're doing and, and just a to see that Apple is again, a little more, uh, they're not quite so passive with podcasting anymore. They're still, they still want to be in the game. I guess we'll put it that way. Still put some resources towards it. I, I, I would, I would bet that visualizations, and Dan Lefebvre said this out in chat, it's probably based on listeners. So like, mm. Hey, I'm subscribed to this and I'm subscribed to that, that, that would seem to be more of a connection. Although uncle Marv's, I would think actually our, our, our audiences, we share a lot in that. So, um, but the topics as I was looking at the visualization that was there, uh, we cover a lot of the same topics. So maybe it is topic driven. Like maybe they're pulling some, some topic, things from it and, and matching topics together. I don't know. That's interesting. When I, I have not interviewed anybody on my show from any of those shows. <laughs> so, when, so I just have, but maybe I should, <laughs> you know, maybe I should see if I get, uh, uh, what's his name from security now. Well, the, um, the other thing that I, I've got home gadget geeks on my phone. And so if you're looking for people that might be a good person to network, if you go all the way to the bottom of the page. This is in iTunes. Um, but it's like, you might also like, so in this case, yeah. entertainment 2.0 home tech, the digital lifestyle, HT guys, you know, technology blah. So you have a list of yeah. shows. So you might, and again, I don't know what that's based on. My guess is probably like you said, listeners, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It, entertainment. I know those guys. I mean, I know those guys. I've met those guys at entertainment 2.0. So that's interesting. Uh, Josh and Richard, uh, it's interesting. They would show up first. Well, there, so. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, there are one, two, three, four, five technology. And then there's, um, there's a home, home kit insider, Mac geek gab, rich. Yep. rich I had Dave Hamilton from Mac, Mac geek gab on the show. Yeah. Rich on tech, the tech guy, um, the tech guy. Yeah. Which is interesting because, that is weird. If you, um, when I'm doing this on the bottom of Apple iTunes or Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, it's showing the artwork. It's showing the um, category is technology. And then it says updated weekly, updated semi weekly, but it's not showing the actual name of the show. The show. So if you're, if you're, if the name of your show is not on your artwork, you've got a problem in this case. So be sure to have the, the name of your show, you know, but here's a, here's a bunch of them. So that's, that's something that I used to recommend all the time because it was in iTunes. And then when I don't know if it ever went completely away, but it's something that uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to do that. When you first start out and you search for your topic, I always tell people, go go search for your topic in Apple Podcasts and then do a couple things. Number one, listen to the shows and write down, oh, that's pretty cool. 
and then write down things that annoy you because you don't want to do those. And then also write down the names of those shows because those might be people you want to network with later, especially if they're on the, the same type of, uh, you know, uh, topics and such. So um, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, no, we already talked about podcasting from a pub. I find that quite funny. <laughs> um, Uncle Marv helped me out. Steve Gibson is who I was looking for. He's the security now guy. And um, now you got me thinking on this, this, you know, relationship, the, the ability to make the recommendations off the current podcast uh, and then say, Hey, here's some who's recommended. It's really good. The, the the twelve or so that Apple Podcasts um, lists are all very 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 close in genre to what I do, and so you 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 know that's kind of a you know I wonder if there's a way to reverse that from a SEO perspective to say okay what are they doing should I be looking at their show and a couple of these I even listen to uh, but you know should I be looking at their show and seeing what they're doing and can I learn anything from those? Well, and in some cases, if we go to, I always talk about how, you know, Daniel J Lewis and I both talk about podcasting, but we do pretty different shows. And sometimes you can look at what, like what their topics are Mm -hmm. and go, Ooh, I never thought about talking about that. And there's a weird thing, at least for me that I go, Oh yeah, but you know, Ray talked about that or, you know, uh, maybe uh, Matthew Passy did an episode on that. Well, you're assuming that your audience listens to whoever this other show is and you, and they're going to go, Hey, they just talked about this on this. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, a, you're probably going to have a different take. Cause you don't want to say like, you don't want to transcribe their show and then read it. That would be bad. That's called plagiarism kids. <laughs> um, but you probably have a different, slightly different take on that topic. And so sometimes you can, uh, you know, in the same way that musicians go watch other musicians for inspiration, Right. You can go, oh, I've never thought of playing with both hands when you watch Eddie Van Halen. Like, hmm, what, uh-huh. if, what if I play with my nose? That could be different. Uh, so you think about that. Uh, we're going to try. I'm going to do this again. We have somebody here. Uh, oh, good. I love her. She's great. Win Charles is coming up. And uh, we had problems with this earlier, Win. So she's coming up on stage. I've got every, I'm going to double check my channel here. Yep. It's connected to Bluetooth. The Bluetooth. Oh, and I hear her. There she is. Win, how are you? Yeah. To turn my microphone off. Great. I am great. And I have a question for you, both of you, actually. Um, as you guys probably know, I run a interview show. And, of course, Zoom ate my interviews, believe it or not. And I don't have the upgraded Zoom. And that's not a problem. But is StreamYard a good alternative to download audio. It's yeah. And, and StreamYard just also added the ability to do webinars. So if anybody, any of our regular, okay. uh, I, I believe next week when, cause we always send people to ask the podcast coach.com slash live. And I think next week that's going to actually be on my website. Cause you can now embed a StreamYard, but um, to answer your question more directly, yeah, it, it can record in audio. It can also record in video, but I don't care if it's StreamYard or Squadcast or Zencaster or Riverside or Zoom or Skype. That's why I use the, um, it, I always tell people to use the Zoom PodTrack P4 
because not only is okay. it not only is it an interface so I can connect to the computer and do the interview so I could record it in Zoom but you can also record okay. it on that little interface cuz I always try to have okay. two things going or if if you're like Dave I don't have 150 bucks for an interface then see if there's a way to also record it in Hindenburg or Audacity I always try to have two recordings going because especially for interviews because if it's just me recording solo and something gets eaten, it's not that big a deal. I can just redo it. Um, but if it's an interview, there's nothing worse than the call of shame to, uh, to have to call somebody back and go, can you do it again? I had to do that. I had to do that by email with a publicist and Oh dear Lord. Yeah. Oh dear Lord. But I'll, um, I'll think about that. I'll think about finally getting into interface after, all the years of doing this. Yeah. And I think it's time for me to get a Zoom P3 or Zoom P4. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll put that on my Christmas there list. There you go. Santa might bring you one. They're on people sale. In my li- <laughs> people in my life know that I do this, but people in my life are not a technology savvy to go find one. Maybe if I'll send them a link, they can just. There you go. Send them, send it to me. A, Drop ship it to me. It's a, but, a subtle um, hint. Just send them the link. Here you go. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, yes. But um, my that brings up another question, and I'm going to let you guys go. But does the Zoom P4 P3 hook up to a MacBook Air? Good question. I am not. I would assume. Because a MacBook Air is just a computer, right? It's nothing special. Yeah, a MacBook Air. Uh, yeah, a MacBook Air uh, is a light Mac. Yeah, it it connects to because it can. A Mac. It, yeah, yeah, it can connect via USB C. I know it has that connection. Uh, I've connected it using USB A. So. So anyway, thank you guys for your advice. Oh, you're welcome. Have a have a thank good you. holiday. Take care. We'll Thanks, man. I Thanks will for jumping in. Dave, one of the things she mentioned StreamYard, and of course, StreamYard's been rolling out a bunch of new features, yeah. including local recording. Um, and, and this applies to any of the services that do local recording. Is That's not a guaranteed slam dunk that, that you're going to get the best quality that way either. It's it's a way of doing it, but it's not bulletproof. And if the, the end user doesn't have great um, first of all, garbage in, garbage out, right? Right. So if they have terrible sound to begin with, they're going to have terrible sound when they're recording locally. And then if their bandwidth, uh, if they're struggling with the bandwidth, this can, it can help in some regards because it's recording it locally first before it's sending it. But it, StreamYard has said it can degrade the quality of the live signal then. So like you may get better quality for like you and I are doing a live show here. You may get better quality if you are not local recording than if you are. So test it, test it, test it, <laughs> test, test it, it, test it, test it. Right. Yeah. This isn't something don't, don't, don't. Oh, new feature. I'm going to use it this week. You might just want to do some testing just to make sure it's doing what it's doing. It's also the first version of some things for them. So yeah, I, again, try them. 
but I, I would uh, I, I'd roll a few things out first and understand what they're actually doing on there. And I'm sure there's a few bugs yeah. to be worked out in the system. It may degrade the quality. Remember when we did that live show that one time? Oh, and with it was, Riverside. <laughs> it was just awful. And everybody's right? like, whatever you're doing, never do that again. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, w- one more thing I, I have done in the past to make sure I'm getting a good recording as I I'll open a StreamYard instance on a second computer, mm. uh, mute the mic and the camera, and it's so it, it the the sounds coming in. You can use Audio Hijack or a loop on your yeah. you know physical hardware loop, and then record on that computer. So that's a, your second. That could be your second. Uh, not everybody has two computers laying around, but if you do, it's a good way to get a second recording um, and not have to worry about you know if something failed on the other end it's in it's in it's Insurance. one channel so it's yeah, yeah it's not going to be it's not going to be multi-track but yeah um, a, a good way of doing a backup yeah and uh miss eileen says you're going to need to let your guests know not to shut down their computer while the fight you know as soon as yeah. the interview is over it's like hey don't don't close that down just yet because it's got to upload and um we'll have to eventually try this my whole thing is the other thing about yeah, separate sure. tracks separate tracks are handy for People, uh, let me say, I, I want to say this without sounding super negative, but when I interviewed Gary Arndt and I, we both kind of know each other, and consequently, we we talked over each other a lot. Uh, and it was cool to listen to Gary's answer and go, oh, wait, hold on. I need to just cut me out of this so we can hear the end of Gary. I talked over his answer. So that's where separate tracks really come in. Everybody always talks about if the dog's barking. And I'm like, yeah, but in some cases... You just can't get the rhythm going and you're, you're talking over each other. So that's handy, but it is kind of a pain in the butt. It's not like a huge pain in the butt, but I love to use the stereo mix where, Hey, we all have kind of the same audio level and we're good to go. And I don't have to, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, yes, can I make my show sound better with separate tracks? Absolutely. Without a doubt, I can add EQ to each person and that whole nine yards. But there are other times when I go, yeah, I'm just not in the mood for that today. So I like <laughs> it's to, a lot of work. Yeah, it's it is. So, uh, but I'm, I'll be interested to see when I, when I logged in today and they said, you can now do webinars and embed. And then they said, I need to go back and watch the video. Cause my whole thing, why I love doing it. I, I mean, we're on YouTube. We had somebody come in from um, Twitch today and spam us. That was nice. And uh, so I like the comments on YouTube. Cause then you can actually watch the comments later on YouTube if you want to. And so that's going to be my big thing. Can I still take the comments like we just did the one with Miss Eileen? You know, we can throw comments up on the screen. And my my question, I'm going to have to reach out to StreamYard and go, how do comments work in the in the webinar thingy? Because that's, I like that. I, I bet it's just like this. Yeah. I bet it's just like this. Yeah, because that would be dumb. Right? To just take using away that interface. Feature. What, what they've, yeah, what they've done is just now they're hosting, Right. And so you, they can give you an embed link. They're hosting the video um, as well. That that's what wasn't available before. You'd be streaming it to somebody else. Now you can now now they're hosting it. Yeah, and they they're collecting email addresses, right? For the yeah, you can now send somebody to a sign up page and capture their email address. Yeah. For the record, we're not going to be collecting your email address to attend Ask the Podcast Coach, but uh, if I ever wanted to do, well, no, we webinar. should. Yeah. Just to give them the full experience, you know. <laughs> yes, next week, everyone, rem- you'll be joining my then email spam list. Them. Yeah, that's, that's it. Spam them and, and say, we'll get to the end. We should have a fancy name of the show of like, you know, the one way to be successful. And then when we get to the end, we can be like, oh, well, that one way, 
uh, send us, you know, yeah. $700 and you can, <laughs> we'll get that going. Enjoy that. <laughs> Something I thought we could mention is if you had a spike in your show, there is a user agent, which is a fancy name for it's, it's the technology behind an app. And I want to say it was Dolvik, like D O L V I K, which is a really popular out of the box user agent for Android stuff. And in this case, it was used by Samson free. I think is the name of their app. That's on podcasts on, uh, on Samsung phones. And through uh, the better part of a week, they kept randomly selecting shows, featuring them. And when you got featured, uh, the phone would automatically download something like your last 10 episodes, which might cause a bit of a bump. They have since turned that off. We're all like, hey, quit doing that because some companies would just block that user agent, which was also like Pocket Casts and I forget what other. It's a pretty popular piece of technology. So Samsung has um, stopped doing that. The interesting thing is if that was you, see how many people stuck around because we're not even sure like if anybody was listening because, again, it was automatically downloaded. That usually doesn't go over well. And if you don't believe me, um, go ask you too. Cause remember when they did that thing where they audit, like everybody got the new U2 album on their iPod and, and that did not go over well. People were like, yeah, you just took up all my room. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I thought I would mention as we were getting, we're, we're winding up here is, uh, at Libsyn, we upgraded our billing system. And the cool thing is it used to be if you got a new card and you got a new number, and you had four shows. You had to go into each show and update the credit card, go to the next show, upgrade the credit card. Now you're going to have one payment information and you can use that for multiple shows. So now when you get a new card, you update it in one place and you're done. And we tested it and tested it and retested it. And we actually kind of mini rolled it out. Everything was smooth. Great. December 1st came along, full rollout. And uh, we, we hit some glitches. And so if you get a message from Libsyn, which you probably did, that says, hey, we're experiencing a far greater number of declines in, in the um, with credit cards and PayPal and such, all you need to do is go into settings, go to billing, and update your payment information first. Do that first, then click on the name of your show, and click the plan you're on, and click on save, and life will be great. Uh, as far as I know, that's been solved already uh, sometime around late Thursday. Uh, but in the event you see that, that's all you need to do. Your show's not closed. We're not closing any shows, all sorts of other fun things. But boy, that made for a fun week at, at, uh, at Lips <laughs> this week. Right. When, when billing Always. goes kaboom on the first, you're like, ah. So keep that in mind. So uh, Jim, what's coming up on uh, theaverageguy.tv this week? Yeah, Mike Weger is back. Uh, just not. I said that one time, and they're like, "Oh, I thought he was back. He was my regular co-host right. for a while." So he is back uh, this week. We're going to try and get him, you know, once a quarter or so. We had a. I'm building this brand new kind of PC for VR for a VR experience, and I'm going to kind of be looking at what is it, what's podcasting look like in the VR space here in the future. That's going to be a 2023 initiative. Um, for me. So all the parts are in. We spend a bunch of time talking about it. If you really want to nerd out, if Jim gets his nerd on, <laughs> big time. So check it out. It's already posted. It's out there, homegadgetgeeks.com. Was it like riding a bike, having Mike back on the show? 
That's so good. It was yeah. so good. It was like with being with you. Yeah. Like it just works. And so I, I really, I got done and I just told him, I was like, God, thank you for coming back. It's so good. So good to have him. So nice. Fun, fun show. Is that, how about you? How about you? Uh, I'm going to be talking because we're towards the end of the year and it's a topic I've talked about before, but I'm bringing it back because I have new information is, you know, we, we talked this morning about, Hey, how do I know what my audience wants? Well, one way is to ask them. I realize if you're like, yeah, I haven't launched yet. Mm, that makes it kind of tough, but I, I, I actually have courses on that on how to find out what your audience wants when you don't have one. But this is going to be about how to make a survey. Cause I haven't done one in a while. And I'm going to be putting one out and say, okay, here's, you know, what do you like about the show? What do you wish I wouldn't do? And things like that. And that whole nine yards. So how to do a, a proper uh, listener survey. And, and just to give you a quick hint, always use um, even numbers. If it's like one to 10, because if you do odd one through five, people can just pick three. And if it's even, they have to go either a little less or a little more. So uh, we are here next week. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Stop back and see what we ended up doing with the webinar. Take care, everybody. Take care.